welcome to the March 19th edition of One Nation Radio here on Lords of Pain. I am your host, Richard Latta, with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just um, just feeling the heat, you know, just feeling the heat. I might need some, I would need some aloe or, you know, some witch hazel, something for, something for all of this heat. Yeah, I'm. we just got done watching SmackDown, and I'm just like, just booked a damn match already. We'll get to it, but we got Monday Night Raw to get to, which was no walk in the park either. Um, to begin, uh, we were in Chicago, a big, big city, one of WWE's most important towns on their worldwide circus. Brock was out to begin. It was nice of him to join us this evening. Brock held up the title like an asshole. Fans, <laughs> fans responded with the burn it down chance. Heyman basically said something about Rollins acting bad and bougie. And I was like, wrong year, Paul. That was <laughs> that was like two years ago. <laughs> um, then like he essentially called Rollins a fucking liar and propaganda pusher about everything that Rollins talked about last week with beating the small dudes. And he brought up all them L's that the small dudes took. And he basically says that it's absurd that Rollins wants to fight McIntyre tonight when he knows he's got to run it with Lesnar. Drew came out, said it's refreshing to get respect, started, you know, just crowing on about whatever. And then Seth Rollins, the valiant hero, the babyface, shows up from behind and starts murdering Drew McIntyre with a steel chair. That's right. Not face to face. Rolling up like a sucker. Jumping somebody. Well, okay. For me, I saw more as this is his first chance to get a, his hands on McIntyre after what he did the week before. I didn't see it as he's a heel trying to get it, or he's a good guy being an asshole. I saw it more as like he's sticking up for his friends who got beat up by this dude. He could call that man That's out or look him in the eye. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so and there's a real funny Look, give going. Either around. way, either way, by the end of the show, he he looks bad anyway. So oh, yeah, I, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, oh so, I'm just yeah. getting started with with old Sethy boy. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they this whole thing uh, happened. There's a funny gift going around of the cameraman shooting Seth Rollins, whooping Drew McIntyre's ass. And it looks like the cameraman is doing squats with the camera and then just, just rapidly moving it. And if you are a person that actually watches the show and the camera work bothers you, you got to see exactly what they're doing. Luckily, yeah. I kind of just don't notice it, but I don't I notice it when it's really bad, but I've been accustomed to this sort of thing. And like people that, um, you know, watch other live sports or or combat sports, like they don't do that on the UFC. They don't do that during a boxing match, you know. Um, and I understand what they're doing. It in, in parts it's like in the, with the camera cuts. Camera cuts are to try to you know hide miss you know miss strikes or whatever else or you know bad work or sloppy work and some points at some points i understand it but like they overdo it um you know there's the go with that clip there's always this fa- that real famous clip where someone's getting stomped out on and like there's th- by you know just one person getting stomped out and there's like 33 camera cuts in like 30 seconds of stomping and it's like he's on the ground and they're getting stomped they're not gonna miss a fucking stomp like you don't need to do that so yeah <laughs> like they, they do all that stuff and it's 
it's at times it's jarring and then it makes it harder for you to follow the action and pulls you out because it's like y'all are, y'all aren't even trying to be subtle about it y'all are like just doing it to you know make it almost like some blur witch shit yeah uh, then all of a sudden, uh, Finn Balor came out and he wished the crowd a happy St. Patrick's Day. Said that uh, the luck of the Irish wasn't on his side, but he didn't plan on being without the IC title. Said he's going to win the belt back. Um, after that, he tried to introduce his partner, but the music hit for Lashley and Rush. Leo Rush called Balor a little leprechaun, which is just hilarious. Uh, Leo said that Lashley needs to show them a championship pose, and Bobby Lashley holds up the belt. And then Balor was like, as for my partner, and then the CM Punk chance broke out. And then we thought it was, uh, you know, a lot of people on the internet were, were speculating that it could be Sami Zayn that was returning here. Nope, just Braun Strowman. Um, his music hit came out. We got Lashley and Leo Rush versus Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. So it went to break right away uh, when the match started. Uh, I, I'm sure that Vince McMahon would rather that Finn and Leo just not tag in the match and just leave the muscly men in there. Uh, we cut to a head and shoulders commercial featuring uh, the greatest star of our business today, Becky Lynch, cut the check. Um, and this match was just like, you know, it was Strowman killing Leo with choke slams, power slams, any kind of slams, uh, and pinned him while Lashley walked out and... I haven't seen a white man beat on a black man this bad since American History X. Like, it was just like, just whooping them. So, after that, Rhonda walked in the building looking angry. She was with her husband. He looked like a douche. Uh, a geek walked up and told her that uh, she's late. And James, I'm just wondering when the fuck did the refs get any authority to uh, enforce things on the show but the matches? Uh, the geek tells her <laughs> that he's giving her security, but she walks out in the middle of him talking. After that, we got a moment of cringe. That means a moment of bliss for those that have not been paying attention. Uh, Alexa talked about the fake social media numbers. Then they, uh, she threw it to the announcers. And they built up Styles and Orton and Batista and Triple H uh, to run through the matches while they're uploading those weird graphics with Triple H has his he- a different head and body from different years and shit. Uh, as James pointed out to me, I was just befuddled. I just thought it was bad Photoshop, but there's a reason behind this apparently that James thought. Oh yeah. It makes it's a just lot of sense. That they don't have. Yeah. It's just the simple thing of, you know, Vince's huge cosmetic guy, obviously. And these guys are older and they still push these guys. So, they just take pictures for them from back in the day and just re-photoshop them. Like, I remember, I believe you said that, like, uh, they Triple H's head on, like, a picture from a few years ago. And then, like, you look at the Batista thing, and clearly, like, that's from, like, 2014. I don't or, even think it's right? from 2014. So, it looks like it's from 2010. Okay, well, there you go. Like, even then. And then, you know, they've done that for years with The Undertaker, or, like, hell, they got many times they for graphics it, like a few years ago before he grew his hair back out like during that time when he was out there with the with the, with the landing strip <laughs> that yeah, he was out there with, when they have Undertaker with the long hair it's like no Undertaker cut that shit like you know like two years ago don't you know, you don't need to do this like you can like Undertaker cut his hair it's okay like people aren't going to freak out because he's old. But whatever, like, you know, that's how it is. Like, I'm sure next time they show a picture of Vince in a graphic, like, it doesn't like how Vince looks now. Yeah. It probably looks like Vince from, like, six years ago. Yeah, it's like, they can't, uh, they have this weird obsession, like, with, like, 
pushing old people, telling certain people they're old, and then hiding like ages at the same time. It's it's real funny. Um, yeah. So Alexa said that uh, you know a car like that, uh, the person worthy of hosting it is her. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean, but I've got a few ideas. Alexa brought up a YouTube person. I believe it was Lily Singh that felt like it went over 99% of the audience's head. She, that no Nobody had an idea what she was talking about. Elias came out, and I just started howling with laughter. Elias and Alexa Bliss here. You know they're not here to wrestle like <laughs> with, <laughs> with those two. Uh, Alexa assured him that her show is a safe space. So uh, go ahead and mark it on your app. Um, <laughs> Elias announced that he is the headlining musical act at WrestleMania because wrestling? No, Elias is not here for the wrestling. So uh, if he's going to get an extended like musical piece on this, uh, maybe there's some type of surprise or something. I'm not sure, but um, I I would, you know, I'm not shocked. Like they're not gonna give this guy a match or anything. But uh, Elias said last year was his prep and motivation for this year. He went for the Chicago Bears cheap heat, which I no longer understand because I quit watching the NFL when Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from the league for peacefully protesting during the national anthem. But uh, what did this whole Chicago Bears thing mean, James? What would the field goal kicking? Oh yeah, uh, in the playoffs last year they blew a chip shot field goal. At the end of the game, and their season's over. Oh, okay, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then, no way, Jose's music came, and Tucker and Otis are in the conga line, leading it like the geeks yes. they are. Uh, then Alexa chastises Otis for showing up early. Apparently, she had planned this. Stop right there! Stop right the fuck there! Okay, so last, what happened the last time we saw Otis and Alexa Bliss on screen together? Otis walked out there during a moment of cringe and he looked like he was ready to get it on. Yes. He pretty lady, all sleazy and disgusting. And we never got another from her. That was weeks ago, motherfucker. And she comes out and all of a sudden we find out that not only is like Alexa Bliss no longer disgusted. Now she's like, they've been backstage practicing, literally practicing. Yes. So, um, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. Like, I don't know if that's telling the full, I don't know. They they clearly they dropped it and forgot it along with like when they when the PA geek uh barged in on her when she was uh uh in her in her staging area um undressed so I, I I'm uh, like they I don't like anything they do with Alexa Bliss right now and like I keep giving her the benefit of the doubt because a lot of the stuff that's bad in these segments are, that are around her are not her fault but. Like her name's on the shit, and she keeps doing, keeps having to do these, <laughs> these bad fucking segments. And like, you forget that like she does, and you know she's not wrestling anymore. And then you forget that like, oh yeah, she did have, te- or she does have talent as a talker. Because they keep putting her in these bad fucking segments. It's like, why would I want to see her? Why? Yeah. At like, this point. Like I hear the music. I hear Corey go Grace go crazy, and then like. I literally, it becomes hard for me to pay attention to the show at that point. Cause I'm just like, can this shit hurry up and be over? Cause it's always right. been bullshit. Every single right. uh, moment of bliss segment that there's been has just been someone comes out there. So it's awkward. Uh, and, and it's like some mid card or low card geek trying to get themselves like in some shit. And it's like, right. This is not Ms. TV. This is not uh, right. the Peep Show. This is not the KO Show. This is not uh, right. you know Jericho's highlight reel. This is not none of that. Right. 
and and that's the thing I was gonna come to next is there's been a million there's been a million talking segments that that always break off into foolishness or whatever else. But like they normally like at some point are good and or like more thought well thought out than the shit that we keep getting. Like tonight on the KO show, it wasn't exactly the it wasn't a good brawl at all. But at least, like, it was a, it, it was like, okay, we're, this is the plan, and then you watch the plan, and you see, like, all right, this this wasn't going to be bad. At the least, it was going to be, like, okay, all these Alexa Bliss shits end up being going bad, except for, like, the one with Leo Rush, uh, you know, trying to, you know, Leo Rush with, had uh, to save Phil Dower, maybe, like, two, three, four, yeah, with the IC title thing, and then, like, the Sasha Banks uh, telling uh, Nia Jax, bitch what line, right before on um, the number one contendership match for uh, Royal Rumble. Like, other than that, like, all these things are just flushing down the toilet. Yep. Uh, wrapped them shits up, Chief. Um, then, uh, all of a sudden, No Way Jose was wearing a mask and jumped Elias. He, yes, he's, he's dressed up inside of his own conga line uh, because I guess he was too recognizable with the new hairstyle, and he attacked Elias, and it led to a match. And then he had a Chicago Cubs shirt on, uh, which got a you know moderate reception from the Chicago faithful. After that, we had Elias versus No Way Jose, aka a 2017 Largo Loop match, and you know it was a match. Uh, Elias won with the drift away. Nothing, nothing match. Don't ever hey. go back and watch it. Hey. As, as long as he keep wearing that, the drift is just going to keep whooping on that man and tell him, take that off, stop disrespecting Naomi. So, good for Elias. <laughs> so, uh, Kurt Angle was out next. He said his uh, farewell tour is going to continue with another match. Uh, the crowd said, thank you, Kurt. Then he thanked them. Uh, he also wanted to thank the McMahon family for allowing him to pick his opponent. Angle said there were a lot of dudes that he wanted to run it with, but only one guy that he wanted to beat. And he said it was the man that made his life a living hell when he was the GM, Baron Corbin. The cl- the crowd collectively groaned. They groaned once he said the line about the person's making his hell his life a living hell for a year. Everyone already knew what it was. They're like, no. And then he picks Baron Corbin, and immediately my thought is, see, this is why Corbin was able to take your job. You out here being bad at this fucking thing. Yeah, man. Because he was out here, because he was out here trying to play daddy to a motherfucker that ain't really your son. <laughs> like, I, felt, I got mad at Kurt Angle for for the storyline that they chose. Like, Kurt Angle ain't doing it wrong. He just going out to tell lies that he's told to say. But it made me be like, "You're a fucking idiot." Like, why the fuck you want to wrestle this dude? Why? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know how in the fuck in 2019 Baron Corbin ended up with a WrestleMania match. <laughs> This all this tell, all this tells me, James, is they've never forgiven Kurt Angle for going to TNA. This has been a year of constant embarrassment, disrespect, and overexposure for a legend, a literal legend of WWE that they would never treat Triple H like this. They would never treat Shawn Michaels like this. They would never treat anybody else like from uh, his era like this. Uh, Having them being embarrassed on regular TV wrestling, just warm up matches like the last couple months that he's done. They could have been getting mileage out of this since the Royal Rumble. All this shit is rushed, thrown together. And it's just like he's coming out and, and having these match these baby face matches 
so far with no real heat behind him that clearly show that he's washed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like this like we didn't ask for none of this like it's nice that Kurt Angle is going to get to do a retirement but I don't know why you would give him Baron Corbin as the opponent uh I'm holding out hope that it's a it's a bait and switch and Cena actually shows up at Wrestlemania um but this is very sloppy yeah like I saw people or or you know Fed defense squatters. Oh yeah, it's like, been being built up for months. Like I don't care if it's being built up for months. Like I don't care that it's a long term story. This sucks. It's not a story that I'm particularly right. interested in. I don't. Baron Corbin has never yeah. made anything better once. James, once yeah. can I like, point to anything yeah, like, that he's done ever? Yeah, like the thing that gets me is. I don't know if people just like hear like the construct or not constructed like hear legitimate criticism and just take it as like well you're criticizing this thing I like so much so therefore you're criticizing me so I'm just going to you know set my hit my fingers or my ears and go I don't want to hear it but like when I see people online say that like all you motherfuckers have done for a decade plus is say you know, you want something other than John Cena? Get we're sick of John Cena, um, and now y'all, now y'all, I hear chanting for John Cena. Um, make up y'all minds, y'all are fickle. This and third's like, no man, people want something good, and Baron Corbin is not good. And once you, before you even get to the part about it being Corbin, is like no one is really out here clamoring for a go home match from from Angle, but you're putting on the card, so we suggest that you pick somebody because to, to either A, have, try to have a good match, or B, have it make sense from the story's perspective of trying to... Or make it special make for him. Full, Yeah, or try to make it like something where it's like it's full circle in his career because of, the, you know, because you have John Cena and you have um, Angle, right? So, like, they did neither one of those. So it's like, okay, so this is going to be good in any way, shape, or form. Gotcha. Great. Thanks. Um, so that's why people were chanting for Cena because, like, that's the last just effort. And also now that, like, you know, there's going to be uh, Cena versus, I'm oh, sorry, uh, Ray versus Samoa Joe. Joe. Like, is Cena even going to be on the card? I don't think he's going to be on the card now at this point. I mean, the, I think the only hope is, like, he, you know, Baron Corbin comes up lame or some, or Vince McMahon just switches it at the last minute and be like, no, you're not wrestling him. You're wrestling – or he squashes Corbin, and then Cena's like, you got one more challenge or whatever, and then comes out. I don't know, but – Oh, yeah, so another one about that, right? So Baron Corbin is about to get a singles match at WrestleMania. Don't think he never did. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Poor Dolph Ziggler. Um, so Gable came out. He looked like he had a, a old school Kurt Angle singlet on. Uh, Gable shook his hand and said, the pleasure's all mine. They have a lot of this just grapple fuck type match, putting each other in holds. Um, you know, very slow and Angle looked not good. Gable was trying his best. Uh, to 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 carry him to some something passable like it like it's, it was a professional wrestling match I won't I won't like rip on it that hard but it wasn't like this ain't Kurt Angle it, yeah it looked sad at the beginning but then by the time they came back from commercial break it did look like something resembling a wrestling match 
Yeah. So, uh, whole thing ended up, uh, Gable basically, um, he fought for the ropes, like tried to, tried to fight for the ropes out of the ankle lock, but, uh, angle hit the grapevine on the leg and tapped him out with the uh, ankle lock. So angle was like all happy after the match. And, you know, this, I guess like Gable was or angle and Gable, you know, they were, you know, or excuse me, angle was a hero of Gables and, you know, everything like that. So, you know, they both Olympic wrestlers or, uh, Chad Gable, I think he qualified for the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, then Baron Corbin came out there and the crowd was pissed. Uh, Corbin said that it felt good uh, to humiliate Angle every week, but it's going to feel even better uh, humiliating him in his last match. Uh, the crowd chanted that, you know, that they wanted John Cena, which was crazy. But they cut to the announcers who, you know, started talking pretty much about everything uh running more stuff down about monday night raw and then the whole crowd was saying thank you kurt as he was walking out after that corbin was backstage talking to the revival who weren't even paying attention to him uh cruz showed up and said he wanted to shut baron corbin up tonight before angle shut him up for good corbin was about to be like nah chief but cruz like ripped on him until he accepted Cruz uh, said that Corbin made things so difficult. That's why nobody likes him. Uh, Corbin said the revival liked him, but they laughed at him and left. Then Charlie Caruso was uh, interviewing Sasha and Bailey in the ring. Uh, she mentioned that they made an appearance in NXT, but have yet to appear on SmackDown and wondered if they were ducking the I fucking conics of all people. Um, Sasha was about to like, be, like jump on Charlie's head. But luckily, Bailey was there and, and calmed her down. She said that they're going to show up on SmackDown tomorrow, and it would be dot, 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 iconic. Um, then all of a sudden, Natalia and Beth Phoenix came out for some reason. Um, and, you know, Beth told her that, you know, she was proud of them, and she wished she had the opportunity to become tag champs with Natalia when she was still around, you know, because she's old and retired now and a Hall of Famer and everything like that. Uh, she said, get into it last week with Tamina and Nia Jax, awoke the dragon. So uh, is, is is Beth Phoenix going to have to unleash the dragon, James? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I don't think you really want to um, unleash the dragon. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I no. I don't. Th- I don't think she's gonna go full Cisco on us. No, oh I don't think God. so. Um, yeah. So always, always remember One Nation Radio. You'll you'll hear stuff here that you just won't hear at any other place. Um, so basically, uh, you know, Phoenix said, uh, you know, maybe her dream could still come true. And then Beth challenged him to a match at WrestleMania. Uh, Bailey said that they'd love to, but you know maybe Beth needs more time to prepare. But I don't know what Bailey was seeing because I saw the gun show, so she looked prepared to me. Uh, <laughs> so the crowd was just booing, but Bailey was like, "Chill, I ain't meaning like that." You know, I. But you, she you, didn't like that. Yeah. Was, that was I mean, obviously that was supposed to be the uh, you know the inciting incident so they could be catty with each other. Yeah, like. Like they, because they, I don't know what it is with like these women's segments, but like they, like someone gives a passive aggressive slight or something that can be seen perceived as passive aggressive when it's really like not like that way. They're actually being earnest, and then like it devolves into like 
perceived slights, and then it turns into you know back and forth, and then all of a sudden I'm it goes to it, well, a- you know what? I won't just be polite, but I actually never really liked your motherfucking ass anyway. <laughs> let me tell you about yourself. Like <laughs> think about like Sasha versus uh, Sasha versus Ronda yeah. going to the Rumble. It's like the same thing. Like yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, ultimately, I, it's I, a fighting I, show, and, and it's going to lead to conflict. But I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. But they don't do that with the men. They don't do it like this with the men. I mean, they did with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. You're right. They did. But okay, how do I say this? The frequency is a lot higher on the women's side of it just evolving into candidates, and also that is like. I do we need conflicts for every fucking thing that doesn't evolve with like what happens in the match? Like I get it, like tension breeds and tension like you know gets you for the match, but like you can build to people dislike each other at a minute of a match because of how it's going and then tell the story in the middle of the match at that point. And also a lot of these matches have rematches. So like you have a competitive match. One person's pissed that they lost the match, and they want to whoop your ass because they lost the match. Because wins and losses should should matter, right? You would think, but you know, okay, this, this company um, I, I, and some fans. Um, so the uh, crowd was was booing Bailey, but she was like, "I didn't mean it like that," and said Beth was retired. But the competition has evolved. So James, they have evolved from like monkeys to full fledged humans now, apparently. So, um, you know, it, it's nice that that they've evolved. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really hate that line. You knew what she meant. Yeah. Um. So Natalia uh, said that Beth is a Hall of Famer. She's not afraid to fight him. Sasha claimed that Natalia was uh, just riding Beth's coattails just to get a match at WrestleMania, which crowd ooed. And Natalia smacked Sasha Banks dead in her fuck box, and then Sasha Banks hit a fucking dungeon gra- graduate. <laughs> fucking double leg um and, and, and scooped her and then Bailey got on her feet tore her shirt off and then they all went to break uh there was a short two minute match with natalia and sasha banks then all of a sudden nia jack showed up because of course um Nia basically started talking shit about Beth, says she's more accomplished more in her three years than Beth had in her entire career. Uh, the crowd chanted Hall of Fame, and <laughs> uh, Jax called herself the prettier and stronger version of the Glamazon. All of a sudden, Tamina came out the crowd, and she attacked Beth Phoenix and hit a super kick on Bailey and Sasha. So, of course... This looks like it's a three-way feud, which now looks like, after Tuesday's events, a four-way feud. These belts already stink. Nah, I disagree with you on that one. Um, like, Nia and Tamina lost in the Elimination Chamber. Lost at fucking Fastlane. And here they are again. Just because we have to get everyone on the card... Oh my god. <laughs> then it happened, James. It happened. We found what? Mojo Raleigh. Oh. Mojo Raleigh was in a mirror backstage and he he was back at it again. 
I think the the crazy thing about these Mojo videos, we will never know if he shot them all together at the same time and they just didn't run them for a couple weeks or if he's in the same room. I do know this, though. He did let the barber in the room because he's fresh every time. So uh, I thought we were done with this, James. So did I. I have nothing else to add. Like, (laughs) he's trying... And like they're not, it's not like they're bad. It's just it's Mojo Raleigh, bro. Like, it, you know, like there have been plenty of guys that like are that have been in WWE throughout the. You know, we've been we've been back watching since like uh, the summer 2011 and full time. And there are plenty of guys that like are trying their asses off, doing whatever they can to try to you know get something going. And some of the stuff that's actually like in a vacuum is well done or whatever else, but. That person is that person, and they just got that stink of loser on them, and it's just it's gonna take you have to leave or do something else to try to shake that. Like he should you leave. Know, Stardust for Stardust is a perfect example of that. Like he won't gonna never shake that if he stayed. All right, um, Mac or Drew McIntyre three and B. The dudes one ever gonna shake that as three and B. Um, you know, and gender they, they rebuilt gender around you know. And he had a lot more success than he ever had in the 3MB. I enjoyed him more as 3MB, absolutely. But, like, he still had more success being someone else other than 3MB. And then McIntyre, he left, took his ass uh, to evolve and work to other places, and then came back, and he's in a much better position. Like, you got that loser stink on you. You ain't going to shake it off while, like, in catering in the back. Like, you just going to have to let your contract run off. Leave and come back somewhere and come back another time. Yep. Try it again. Speaking of sorry ass Jenner Mahal, for some god awful reason, they decided to put Ricochet in a, in a match with him. So, James, oh, I want you to guess god. the time on this match. It's like one long, probably like six minutes, five minutes. It went six minutes and 45 seconds. It felt like it was 12 oh. minutes long. Jinder Mahal at least spent four minutes of this match in a chin lock uh, with Ricochet. We didn't come here for this. Why would you put Ricochet on TV and then put him in fucking holds? We don't want to see this. Like, Not disagreeing with him. Like, this is like... Like Jinder Mahal is the drizzling shits. Like I, I, they, this is such a gross misuse of Ricochet. Like I don't. At least he got the win. Uh, hit the six thirty uh, for the pinfall win. Crowd did like Ricochet. Ricochet was over there, so um, yeah, you know, uh, Jinder Mahal was literally killed the crowd. Like I don't know if the show recovered after this, and it was just like, yo. And Randy Orton did this in a similar fashion um, during the gauntlet match. It was just this long-ass headlock over and over. It was like, bro, right, but, fuck this, right, but the thing, man. Like, <laughs> right, but the thing with Randy Orton is they can't have commercial break, and the crowd was just as hot as like any other point in the match. So, like, Randy Orton, if you're a talent Randy Orton or Kevin Owens or whoever else that 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 that's like that a work heel or some more Joe that would just slap a motherfucker and chin, chin lock and be done with it for minutes at a time. If you're telling it's them, yeah, you can slap some, you can slap a chin lock on it. If you can get the crowd back. Where did you in the hall or your uh Corbin or the Drifter? Once you do that, you have no fucking chance. You're done. Yeah, I yeah, this damn shit. Um 
I don't I don't even know what to say else about this match, so I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was a match. Um gender took way too much of it with uh, with squeezing squeezing on Ricochet and the crowd um only showed any signs of life when Ricochet was on offense. Shocker. It was like yeah, yeah. So Dasha basically asked uh, Rollins about his attack on McIntyre earlier. Uh, Rollins said tonight was for Dean and for Roman. Uh, it was also for Lesnar, who he hoped was watching the match. Said he was going to burn Suplex City straight to the ground. So Seth Rollins continues to talk in cliches. Um, after that, Charlie Caruso was with, ta- with Dana Brooke and asked her if she knew what she was getting into. Dana says she knew what everyone was thinking, but it's WrestleMania season where dreams come true. Uh, so apparently it's cash money records. So it's the same, same deal. Apparently, um, she says she just needs to be better than Rousey for three seconds. Literally ended up being one fifth of the match. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that is that Lil Wayne Fireman? Yes, cash money records with dreams come true. I was like, wait a second, where is that from? Oh my god, Rich, you really? I was like, you really, you really, you really went back to literally like 2005. Okay, wow, wow. Look, just just keep references on hand off the top of the head. That's what I do. Um, No, Mark Henry, but was that the was that the suffix? No, that was on Fireman. I know it was on. No, I'm talking about like wasn't Fireman on the suffix mixtape? It was on the Carter too. I know that. Yeah, it was too. All right, whatever. We can move on. Yeah, enough. Enough talk about Wayne. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, so Dasha, uh, I already said that. Um, so she, uh, Charlie was with Dana. Excuse me. She said she needs to be better than Rousey for just three seconds, and she would be the new women's champion. I was ready. Yeah, uh, I, I was. I was wanting Dana Brooke to shock the world, but it was not to be. Um, <laughs> Ronda defeated her in 17 seconds, kicked her in the gut. This one, I can tell you this right now: if she had won this match, she wouldn't. This would not have been Muhammad Ali saying, "I shook up the world." This would have been this man. You are a fucking moron. Uh, so R- Ronda caught hella booze when she came out and she had the, the serious face on. She was cussing at the crowd and everything like that. Um, she kicked her, uh, Dana Brooke caught the kick, but, and slapped her. Rousey hit her with a knee, uh, knee to the gut and put her in a better looking arm bar than she's done throughout most of the run here. So she held the the hold in for a long time after that, and Dana Brooke was selling her ass off, and uh, she was yelling at Ronda to chill. Another ref came out there, then Ronda got up, killed that geek. She went over to Travis Brown, uh, tried to kiss him, which utterly is hateable. Just like yo, you you do this this disgusting shit to this woman, then you go kiss this jackass uh, who's sitting in the first row. Uh, security geeks came over there. Ronda killed them, and then like pretty much got in a standoff with all of them. And then she left through the crowd with Travis Brown. Uh, Travis Brown grabbed one of those geeks. Also, I forgot to mention and clubbed him with an arm. And he has since been quote unquote banned from Raw. And after that, she's a heel, bro. Boo! Absolutely. Um, I thought this was awesome. Like they gave her. Uh, they gave. Uh, Dana literally like one spot and it looked nice and then immediately she got cut off and just like ended up putting them to the move and I was like that's and then you know the post match everything I was like all of that is great 
Perfect. Like, this is the best y'all done with, with Ronda since... Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's another... I'm, I'm not saying that every week has been bad with her, uh, but, like, I really enjoyed this, what this was of, like, she's a fucking killer. She comes out and she kills people. How simple? How... You know, like you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to do all the other crazy stuff. Like sometimes you can just do meat and potatoes. Sometimes, and just remind people, remind them, like she's not a goof, right? Maybe she is a little bit goofy, whatever else. But like once she puts gets them paws on you, it's a problem. So I, I really like this. I really like this a lot, and it made me think. Like imagine if she had been doing this like sporadically. Throughout her like this entire you know uh, roughly year that she's been on um, on the main roster, as opposed to like it's almost the end and now she's getting into it. Like she could she could have been more over. She could have been. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So there, if, if the Travis Brown guy shows up, that's like another dimension to just like boo because like he comes with his yep. own baggage and he just looks like a douchebag. Like I'm. Just- <laughs> So, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people will be even rougher on it than than I am, but I'll let them handle that because I thought the segment went over pretty well, but I don't like neither one of them. So, um, wow. yeah, after that, uh, it was Apollo cruising against Baron Corbin, uh, and then Cole started talking about the backlash on social media from fans upset about Corbin being named as uh, Angle's t- uh, opponent at WrestleMania. Uh after that, Corbin had responded on Twitter, and then they essentially like promoted that and all that. All of a sudden, Apollo Crews small packages this motherfucker and beat him. So we beat this yep. fucking geek uh, yep. before Kurt Angle gets a chance to beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm assuming he's getting on either a rematch or he's beating up Chad Gable next week. I don't know. Yeah, um, there's got to be something involving oh yeah, those guys. But, yeah, but by the way, uh, Fireman was on the suffix, and it came out like two months before, two or three months before uh, Carter too. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I, w- I wasn't checking for the Lil Wayne mixtapes like that. I was, I was just, 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 I, just give me the album, Mike. I was. <laughs> I was. Um, after that, um, the mixtape Wheezy. Wow. <laughs> See, I started losing like later. Like I, w- I would went with dedications, and then like the drought three, and drought was over two, and no ceilings, all that shit. Like later, like I, you know. Um, after that, we got an interview with Big Dave Batista. So he was in his quote unquote home in Tampa, Florida. You know, didn't look like it at all. Okay, so. Um, that everything was everything looked in place until they forgot to zoom in tighter, and then you see the brown brick wall behind him. So you know clearly that he is up against a wall in some part of the stadium. Yeah. Outside of that, you you would have been none the wiser, but. They clearly with that brown brick. You clearly know that, like, if you saw it, you can't it, unsee it. What? Yeah, you know exactly. And then eventually, like over time, they start zooming in tighter and tighter. So they're like, either I know they capture the intensity of how he kept 
um, emotionally getting more and more agitated, like answering Cole's dumbass questions. I don't know if that was intentional or they fucked up the beginning on this shot. And they're like, this is like, God damn it. You can see the problem brick, pal. Yep. Zoom in. So who knows? But um, you've been none the wiser. But once you see that brick, you just know like, hey, man, open up them blinds. Open up the blinds. Let's see out that window. Yeah. Let's see out that window that don't exist. Yeah. So uh, Cole asked Batista why he wanted to match with Triple H. He responded, I just don't like him. Uh, Michael Cole kind of didn't Solid accept answer. that answer. He's like, he said, you know, wondered if it went back to evolution. Batista was like, nah, it's, it's more than that. And Batista said, people credit my success to Triple H. Uh, and, you know, Triple H taking me under his wing. Said that Triple H groomed him to be his muscle and he has a history of using people to protect him. D- DX and evolution were basically the same thing to him. So Batista's out here kicking these facts. Uh, and every time they try to get Hunter cheered, you just remember instantly that he hasn't been shit since 1995. Uh, and there's a bunch of things that contradict his history uh, as, as it, you know, more, we have another example directly from Michael Cole later um, after that. Uh, after that, Cole's mentioned Batista quitting. Batista said he left because of Hunter. Uh, but look at everything that he left uh, accomplished since leaving. Said he became a movie star without Triple H. And now he's in control. Cole said he then he then said he's known Hunter for 20 years and he's always been fair to him. And he's done a lot for NXT. And then I instantly remembered Triple H holding him in a wedgie in 1997. Literally. So... Not only is the timeline off, it's like just it's like I'm sick of these Triple H feuds where I just have to block out parts of my brain to understand them. Right. I have to block my memories out like and be like, yo, WrestleMania twenty seven and twenty eight, we had to act like WrestleMania seventeen didn't happen. Um this shit now. And I'm sure there's like more examples. End of an era, like all that shit. We have to act like that didn't happen. The Sting feud. You have to act like Sting and, and Triple, or yeah, that like Triple H was like on that level of being on the of being like one of the real top guys during the Attitude Era when they were going back and forth the Monday Night War, and it's like, no, bro, like you were the you were at best the number three guy, at best you were probably the fourth or fifth guy. Yeah, yeah, I, it's these Triple H things. It's like, yo, it's <laughs> it's like why are yeah. we doing this? I, like Triple H, Triple H didn't become main event until well after Rock and Austin had been turned to tie. Mostly Austin, but you get my point. Yeah, uh, Batista said Hunter has him fooled. They call him the cerebral assassin for a reason. He then said, "Hopefully, Vince will fire Hunter, uh, and then he would end his career at WrestleMania." And he said, "Interview over." Told everyone to leave. So uh, backstage. Charlie Caruso asked about asked Braun Strowman about the SNL guys and their comments on Twitter. Strowman said he doesn't care what, what these fools on Twitter said. He made him so mad, or excuse me, they made him so mad that he's going to enter the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So yeah. as many people as possible can get these hands. They have destroyed Braun Strowman to the point where he's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal again. Yeah, what? <sighs> Should we go Royal in WrestleMania 33? Yes, and it was on the pre-show, and he was like the third person eliminated or something like that. So I actually right. promised some, him. I promised some listeners that we would go through the timeline for Braun Strowman <laughs> and, and where it all went wrong again. And it's like I don't really like. like I'm going to try to do the Cliff Notes version of this. So 
the f- whole first year on the roster, he's with the Wyatt family. He's like just a dude that's out there trying not to trip over his own feet. Yeah, a dude that was terrible. Yeah. Flat out terrible. Yep. And they had floated some rumors that he would fight the Undertaker that year at WrestleMania. Thankfully, that didn't happen because that wouldn't have been good for anybody. Uh, he pretty much waits until the brand split starts slowly in squash matches, looking very dangerous uh, in both ways. So <laughs> um, after that, he gets into a feud with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn gets him over as this monster killer, and Strowman looks like he's not actually stiff anymore. Then he starts feuding with Roman Reigns and beating the holy living shit out of him and really getting over as a guy kicking Roman Reigns' ass because literally anybody can do that. But Strowman had a certain charm about him while doing so. Strowman has been undefeated up to this point, essentially. Strowman um, basically gets in a match with Roman Reigns at Fastlane 2017, loses because of his own mistake, and also... Uh, Roman Reigns has to beat a giant before WrestleMania. So everything was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Rich, to set up a non title match. He had overcome the giant to set up a non title match. Normally, when they have the Rock or the Austin or the Rock beat Big Show um, in 99 and 2000, that was a setup getting to a title match for WrestleMania. What? Yeah. 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 Um, then from there. At, le- at least. At least. Th- a year from now, that fast lane, when they beat him, that is actually set up to beat the Giant for the set up for the title match. But if you want to continue, go ahead. Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> and then Russell, or the buildup to WrestleMania comes with Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Somehow, Braun Strowman is in the ring with The Undertaker. The Undertaker gets in the ring. Braun Strowman cowers sure. and acts shook and leaves the ring from the old-ass Undertaker. He's never seen in the program again. After that... After WrestleMania, or we get to WrestleMania, Braun Strowman doesn't make the card, everybody. Mind you, this dude's been over, and he's been a threat. They throw him out third or, or fourth in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal in the uh, pre-show. After WrestleMania, he come, he's Roman Reigns' first feud, essentially, and is back to whooping ass. So, just refresh me. I know, I know, but remind, just to remind the people, who won that Battle Royal? Who won that Andre Battle Royal? The that dude that's looking in the mirror right now. Okay. Correct. Who did he eliminate? Who did he eliminate? Jinder Mahal. Okay. So, Braun Strowman, uh, after the whole deal with Roman Reigns, quote-unquote, retiring The Undertaker, who has shown up a bunch more times for a bunch more paychecks, he basically is the guy that starts whooping Roman Reigns' ass after he does the whole Maillard thing and catches 10 minutes of fuck yous and boos on live television. Braun Strowman is everyone's kind of muse, and they he loads Roman Reigns up on the fucking ambulance and, and murders him and, and, and flips the ambulance over and does all this other crazy shit. And they get to fast, or they get to uh, payback after WrestleMania. Beats Roman Reigns, like in that match with, you know, some weapons and everything like that. Uh, They have another match. He's insanely over at this point after beating Roman Reigns' ass. He's like, wow, I think we got another main eventer here. Then they get to, uh, you know, a couple more uh, matches. Somehow Strowman's just like lurking around, kind of tied up with Reigns. Gets to that ambulance match again. 
and then he beats Roman Reigns by Roman Reigns just sliding literally into the to the thing. And then Roman Reigns tries to attempt murder and kill this man, and then he walks off under his own power like after sword, that. Like a, like a sore loser. Yep. Roman Reigns acted like a sore loser, and, and um, Braun Strowman walked off like a hero. People are really into this man, and they want him to beat Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. They get to the Fatal 4-Way. <coughs> Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman, a.k.a. the land where the big boys play. Yes. Now, and and the now, in the fan of saying all this, by that point, um, given what happened at the main or uh, in the build towards Great Balls of Fire, um, Samoa Joe was literally the saw that the straw that makes that entire drink. He was a killer promo. Um, he brought some of the ratings back during that whole thing, uh, some of that business with that program with Lesnar. So they decided to put the the, the top two people from the top two feuds on Raw. And to the main event of uh, SummerSlam. And during that whole entire match, they get Braun Strowman murdering everyone, especially uh, Brock Lesnar. And the crowd is over like crazy for him. And then they pin... <laughs> they pin Roman Reigns in this match when there's Samoa Joe, who they're done with. Yep. They pin Roman Reigns. And then you look back at like... And this starts this starts the line of thinking that people think of following the television of, well, clearly the television says that going forward, Roman Reigns is not the guy they're trying to um, work with as far as like being the the face of the company. But the thing is, as you'll see when we continue, they're always going back to Roman when it's when it's money time, and they're always going back to when it's money time. So what people say about and these other people. It's bullshit because when it comes down to it, when it's money time, they come back to him. And that's fine. He's your top guy. But can we not have him have a losing record on pay per view if he's actually, if you're ever going to come back to him? Can we not like do that? That's fucking stupid. And then after that, um, it really happens. Braun Strowman catches fire. Absolute on fire. He has a showdown coming at No Mercy 2017. He's over. He's holding up the belt. He's kicking Braun Strowman's ass in the lead up, or excuse me, Brock Lesnar's ass in the, in the lead up and everything like that. He's holding up the WrestleMania belt. WrestleMania 33 and a half. WrestleMania 33 and a half, literally. And they get to the match. It's a bad match. And then he loses with one F5. And it's like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? And then on that same night, Roman Reigns beat John Cena. At that point, I knew Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That was a semifinal right there. <laughs> um, and then after that, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be fine. They're, they're gonna do it again." You know, he's not ruined. He's safe. You know, there's nothing wrong with losing to, to Brock Lesnar. You know, da, 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 da. after that. Braun Strowman. Like, okay, just wait. Yep, Braun Strowman gets to Survivor Series, cleans up Team SmackDown, but he shoots a program with Triple H. It never fucking goes anywhere, ever. Because Triple H that night shot three programs with the people. Right. And then they booked the match for the Royal Rumble. But what do they do, James? The night after. <laughs> and this man's... Uh, Change uh, shit. Yep. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, there's a um, there's a there's another element to this. He's a heel that's getting cheered this entire time, so far. He he's not a babyface yet, right? So, right. the night after TLC, he kind of turns babyface, but not really. Uh, 
Finn Balor gets killed by Kane for some strange reason. We we can't figure out why. And then it's it comes out that there's a triple threat match at the Royal Rumble. It's Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Kane. And anyone with a brain knew that Kane was there to take a pin. And right. you it, know what huh, it was? Huh. The whole Kane thing is set up by them beating the piss out of uh, Finn Balor to get Kane credibility as if he's not fucking Kane. Look at him. Just remember him. He can get us. He can be in a title match. Like we remember the big record machine. He didn't need to beat uh, Finn Balor to do that. So the whole idea was uh, that it was originally going to be Finn Balor that was getting that that title shot, right. and then they switched it. And, because... and, then, and, the, and the thought was, <clears throat> well, uh, we didn't think he uh, at that point. Vince changed his mind because they didn't think that Bron- or that uh, that Finn Balor was over enough after they completely killed him with uh, with with Kane. And it's like okay, so and in that time he had ten they had ten weeks of TV to build him up to get ready for that match. So and I always say this to remind you, Rich, who else like if uh, from SummerSlam last year to Evolution uh, built themselves from being somebody that wasn't high enough to being. Uh, a top star main event uh, caliber person. Can you name that person for me? Becky Lynch. Okay, thank you. Can you continue on? So at the Royal Rumble, they're in that triple threat match. Kane takes the fall. And you know what match Braun Strowman is not in, James? What match is he not in? He's not in the Royal Rumble because then he would have to win, James. He would have to win. So the wheels start spinning here for me. And I'm like, okay, this whole thing is a fucking setup. And it's obviously leading to Brock Lesnar versus uh, Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman is simply here to just be led around to to give that match credibility because they couldn't book a Brock Brock Lesnar versus Kane match in 2018 for the belt. No one would have wanted to even give that a look essentially then they get to the elimination chamber james and he beats every single motherfucker in there and then he bows down like the west side connection in front of roman reigns like and just just literally again the pay-per-view before wrestlemania the number one contender spot or whatever he loses to roman reigns again this guy's insanely over by this time he is a baby face by this time and He's just like, it's not for you that they don't want you like this is a guy that's got over despite his limitations by this point. He's proved himself to be a competent talker. And then it doesn't even really matter with the wrestling. It's like, yo, he's big. He's ugly. He's homegrown. And you fuck and he's over. Do it. But no, the the plan was always to go back to Roman Reigns. So what do you what happens to you, Braun Strowman? You get stuck with a 10 year old child at WrestleMania. They obviously have no plan for you or any type of match or whatever. He wins, does his own fucking hot tag in the match, and and just buries the tag team division, essentially, like 50 feet yes. under. And as ever, it hasn't recovered since. Yep. Never. You, you knew this fell off. You never recovered. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, the thing with it, at that point, he vacates the belt. Then he gets in the feud with Kevin Owens. Now, this yeah. is the thing when and he's, he's bullying he's a, Kevin Owens, and he's a babyface at this point. So it looks weird right. when he's just beating Kevin Owens' ass a lot, and mm-hmm. this culminates 
and Braun Strowman winning the Money in the Bank. And I know you guys are thinking, oh, it's the Money in the Bank briefcase. He's going to get another shot. What did they do after that, James? They come up with a mini tournament. like, and, and, and I remember around this time, I was like, something funny's happened. And they fucked him. They gave him the Money in the Bank briefcase so he couldn't be in the mini tournament to get the shot at Brock Lesnar straight up at SummerSlam. And then Strowman's logic was, I'm the Money in the Bank holder. I can do it whenever I want. Right. But the thing is, people are holding up at this point. Well, like, all that means is, you know... They screwed up Roman and they beat him at WrestleMania and that was stupid. But at least now, like they're going to change the title or something or maybe not. But at the end of this, Braun is going to cash in on Brock and then we can get more of these like crazy uh, Strowman versus Roman matches. And then they said, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. So they they give this guy the money in the bank briefcase. He has to defend it against Kevin Owens. There's a weekend of speculation that Kevin Owens is going to escape with this, but he squashes Owens. In the meantime, Roman Reigns has since won the number one contendership in a tournament after doing a job for no reason to Bobby Lashley on Extreme Rules just to kind of knock the scent off. And this is during Roman Reigns' terrible pay-per-view stretch of Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley. Like, <laughs> like so this, like, this is the absolute low for Roman Reigns. Then, all this whole time, it's like, well, Strowman had mentioned the first time he sees Brock, he's going to cash in on him. That comes and goes at least three times. That comes and goes at least three times on Monday Night Raws. And we don't get an explanation or anything like that. People are still with Strowman a little bit, hoping for the, the end result on the other side. We get to SummerSlam. It fucking happens. They bring him out before the main event and use him as a fucking prop. So they can put the title on Roman Reigns via a distraction finish and rush off the air like they stole something in the middle of the night. It was literally a minute and 30 seconds or like two minutes and 10 seconds from the time the referees three count to the time they went black. And that's like this is their 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 long coronation. They're, they're finally given the win over Brock Lesnar. And what did they do? Did they get pyro? Did they get any celebration or anything? No. We're trying. We we we're fucking conning y'all. And the people in the building were confused. What happened? Lesnar's son Strowman made him look like a punk. Everything like that. Strowman's like fuck this. I'm cashing in this money in the bank uh, tomorrow night after Roman Reigns fights Finn Balor. It's a, and then he starts cutting these promos and says, you know, I'm you're going to see it coming when I cash in on you or some shit like that. Then <clears throat> Roman Reigns g- g- gets by Finn Balor. Then Braun Strowman comes out and he has Roman Reigns dead to rights, essentially. About to cash in. And then... Sierra, Hotel, Echo, Lima, The Shield shows up to start to literally protect Roman Reigns yep. and the Universal title and to make sure he don't get booed. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That night after, that was, he was cashing in on him. Like he actually cashed in the con. He had the contract the ref. The mat, the bell started. He and tried. Then hit, right? No, no, no. He tried. He he didn't get that far. So he still had the briefcase. Okay. After, 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 okay. So the week after that. 
Braun Strowman turns in the Money in the Bank briefcase and says he wants a match with Roman Reigns at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and they're booked to to be tag team partners later that night. So, Braun Strowman all of a sudden won't tag in the match. And what do you know? They turn Braun Strowman heel, a man that has been more over than Roman Reigns at every turn. They turn him because they have no other plan. So they go to hell in a cell. This guy, like, and, and everyone's furious at this time. Why the fuck are you turning Braun Strowman heel? This is bullshit. We came on this show and said it was bullshit. And then there were assheads that were trying to argue the other way. Well, how about it now? So, because <laughs> all of this has led to where we're at now. They're, they're basically killing him off every time they got to alter his character so much and basically turn him into a heel. And it's like, bro, th- we want to cheer for this guy. We like this guy. Yes. And every time it's at the whims of whatever is going on from the reins, whether it's stuff that's his fault or not, right? Like, it's not, you know, like, this situation where they turned him heel, I'm sure he was going to have a long heel run um, and then whatever. But, you know, they had to turn him back face because he was more over than Seth at the time because they made because they made Seth the right-hand man to Roman in the shield. So, like, in theory, the, the like, they were all set. Like, they had their big... They had the big face faction back or whatever else. But then, like, Roman had to go. Roman had leukemia. So, like, I mean, they're not supposed to be able oh, to. Oh, we're getting ahead of like ourselves. So I I, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, they get to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We're like, all right. I mean, y- y'all always had good matches before, right? No. They have a zero-star match. I literally gave this zero stars. They, How they, long did they go before they start, before the dudes start fighting on top I wanna, of the I want to say they, they went about five to nine minutes. Braun Strowman, or excuse me, Brock Lesnar shows the fuck back up. Hasn't been seen since SummerSlam. Kicks the door off. Hits both of these dudes with an F5 and is ruled a no fucking contest in a Hell in a Cell match. And, Roman Reigns and, and Braun Strowman look oh. like fucking geeks. On the same night where they had a Hell in a Cell match between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, where Jeff Hardy fell from the top of the cage or fell from the roof through a table in the ring, had um, EMTs ready to cart him out, but Randy Orton covered or took made sure he uh, he didn't get uh, sent away, covered him and told the ref, um, "It's Hell in a Cell." The ref then pins him, so Randy Orton wins the match. Why? Because there are no such things as no contest in a Hell in a Cell match. And then hours later, they have a, hell, a no contest in a Hell in a Cell match. Horrible. And at am this I time, only, am I the only one to give a fuck about the rules here? <laughs> yeah, and, and they they're they're killing off Strowman's credibility by the month with the nonsensical turns. Then Roman Reigns has to vacate the championship because he has leukemia. So the roster is thrown into fucking disarray. So Braun Strowman has to turn face on a dime. And then he's going to fight Braun or Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. And, <laughs> and for the vacant Universal Championship. What happens? They fucking squash him and involve Baron Corbin with this shit. And he loses yeah. to like six F fives in like a minute and a half or something. And the idea behind the match was nothing how it looked to the audience. The yeah. idea was supposed to be right. like, you know, Brock or Braun Strowman, he got fucked out here and everything like that. And he's gonna come back and get his revenge, right? 
No, to the yeah. audience, it looked like a fucking burial, and that's exactly what it right. ended up being. Right, because the thing is, he hit him with F5, he kicked. He hit another F5, he kicked. He hit him with another one, he kicked again. He, uh, he F5s him over the top rope down to the floor, which is a great thing to do with a dude that's like 350-plus pounds. With bad knees. Uh, right. Uh, and then uh, he gets him back into the ring, or he beats the 10 count, uh, he goes into that five. He he's able to uh, get off his shoulders, off of Lesnar's shoulders, into it gets rolls back into a corner, gets up a boot, and then charges, and then kisses another five and then pinned. Yeah. Um, so horrible. he actually so by him, them getting that little uh, getting that that hope spot in, it goes from like he just got screwed over to like wait what like he just got squashed completely and. Then we go from there, and it's just all bad throughout. Like, uh, oh, he, he never to, gets that rematch. By the way, that was supposed to quote unquote come at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I think we're taking a little time. We're gonna fast forward through that. So the whole thing, the whole thing is, uh, he has to go get elbow surgery. So they end up hooking up uh, McIntyre and Lashley and uh, Corbin because uh, he's been chased after Corbin because he's pissed. He's got screwed. Uh, so they have them all basically put them on a shelf so he can get elbow surgery. So he misses time. So um, keep in mind that him and court, him and uh, McIntyre broke up, but they never ever did a feud. So like that was looming as something they could possibly do. They never did it. Uh, so they decided to do the, the Corbin thing and they get to the pay per view at TLC. He still can't mentally perform, so he has his friends, uh, his baby faces that all were screwed by. That faction of of terrible baby of, of terrible heels being the piss out of Corbin, so Corbin loses his job, and then uh, 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 Strowman is able to get his match at uh, Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar because the night after he got screwed after out of his match at Crown Jewel, he told Stephanie, "I'll rip this whole entire place da- uh, uh, down uh, uh, from you know by the bolts." If I don't get what I want, which was I want to, I want to, you know, I want to beat the piss out of Corbin, and if I beat the piss out of Corbin, then I go and get my match, uh, the match that I got screwed out of or whatever. So she said, "Deal." Um, she then she made a dismemberment joke, which was days after uh, Helen after what happened, um, or, or Crown Jewel, whatever. So we get like four, um, three, four weeks from Royal Rumble. And he's he's going to chase down Baron Corbin, and Corbin uh, hides in Vince Man's limo. Uh, Cor- or Strowman beats up, or you know, beats the hell out of it and rips up, rips the door off of the limo. Corbin never gets hand- palms put on him. This man comes out and says, "You have an attitude. You're gonna. I'm gonna find you for way more than this car door costs." Strowman says that's way more than a car uh, corridor cost. So he says, you know what? I'm taking I'm taking that money and also screw that match that uh, Stephanie Man uh, promised to you under threat of the show being ruined. All he does is beat up on the uh, flip is flip over the limo, and that was it. That was it. He goes in the rubble. He loses in the rubble. I think he shakes uh uh uh, uh Seth's hand. Not even sure. And that's where we've been ever since. So. He never gets he never gets come up come up it's on Corbin. He never gets come up it's on Vince. Uh he also you notice that people were talking about uh, you know uh he, 
Becky Lynch is a new Vince McMahon and all this, or sorry, is a new Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Vince screwed uh, Becky. Remember when I said like she he just screwed Strowman and Strowman didn't do shit. So watch I expect the Becky didn't happen. We're what? Uh, we have two more episodes before we get to WrestleMania. When is that happening? Yeah. Why? Why, ha- why, why hasn't Roman or excuse me? Why hasn't Vince McMahon been in the armbar yet? Yeah. Oh, so that's never happening, which is what exactly the reason why I had no faith in it ever happening. So now that dude is 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 uh, is Andre Battle Royaling. So that's how we got here. Now, yeah. if if, so, if anybody ever says that it's Braun Strowman's fault, I want you to look them or directly in the screen or wherever you're interacting with them, and you call them a fucking dumbass, like, <laughs> and tell them to open their eyes and look exactly what the fuck happened, like throughout this whole thing. The dude was, as I mentioned, he was over, he was competent, and he was a star, and they just said no, fuck you, like you're not, and, like you're not what we want, and more probably everything he was. The way that they 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 portrayed him is he was so different from everybody else on the show. So there was something to him to bring to his head besides going out there, uh, working from underneath, uh, getting you know getting somebody up out to the floor and then doing a dive and then going commercial break and then coming back in a fucking chin lock, like yeah. you know. So, but they screwed that one up. Yeah. Like, and he came out on um he came out earlier in the show that we're reviewing right now and like. For a night, it felt like he was over in the level that he was like six months ago, and I was like, "Wow, this is fun!" Because it felt like he was just juice, or like a lot of you know steam had been had been sapped off of him for the last two months. And now, like maybe they can re-energize that in the battle royal, but knowing them, they'll just beat him in the battle royal because they beat him in the battle royal before. Yep. <sighs> then we got a Drew McIntyre promo after that. Uh, it said Reigns was the same man at Fastlane. He relied on his shield brothers to do all the heavy lifting, but the shield was no more thanks to him. He said this is his yard now, so maybe this is a yard challenge, James, uh, this match. Another yard match. Yeah, another yard match. So um, he had a message for Reigns or for Joe, not the superstar Roman Reigns. He said Joe was sitting at home because of him and challenged him to a match at WrestleMania. He told Joe to look at his wife and the tears in the eyes of his children. Uh, and he says he know he said he already knows the answer. He knows you're going to say yes, but he urged Joe to say no for the sake of his family. Uh, what he did to Ambrose and what he'll do to Rollins is nothing compared to what he'll do to Reigns at WrestleMania. McIntyre said leukemia. Or he beat leukemia, but he can't beat McIntyre at WrestleMania. This dude's a heel. I'm look. It was delivered very well, um, and everything. I have nothing wrong. I have nothing. No problems with any of the execution of uh, of what he did as far as his promo because it's excellent, right? But like, I, I, I'm like when they started doing when they when they first did this shit with they milking this um, shit, the bro. Turn, I'm, I'm fucking over it. Like, it doesn't benefit anybody from doing that shit because you show us every fucking week that the show is fake as fuck. You do all these promos left and right saying that this shit is fake as hell, whatever. Yeah, you got, hell, you got the top heel in the company right now saying it's all fake. And then you want to hit us with the with some actual real shit that's saying, yeah, you know, I'm talking to Joe and talking about his leukemia and I'm tougher than leukemia. Fuck you. You know that? Like, I'm de- like, that's not even. Why we come on, man? Like you're not look. 
You're not a fucking movie villain. You're a real you're a real fucking person that wrestles. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like I'm sorry, like that's not that's not the heat for me. That's not the oh I want to see you get beat. I don't want to see Roman Reigns kick your ass. It's like no, I want to turn on fucking TV because y'all are try, trying to like exploit this dude's cancer. Like and it's there's ways to do that without having to like be that fucking unsubtle. Like Jesus. Like, like you've been like you've been through a lot, but you ain't never been through something like me or something like that. You can you can allude to it. Like you can do something like that. Like this is just like yo, like as you mentioned, he delivered the lines excellent, and it was like WWE is, has has made the choice to milk this shit. Like that that's just what they're doing. I expect nothing. I, I, look, oh yeah, I, then, I expect no less from these people, essentially. And then when they did the Joe, like, you know, you said you're the Joe thing, it's like, another part that pissed me off is like, Jesus Christ. So, every, is every single, uh, or is like half the card of WrestleMania going to be like, this is real. This is real. There's none of this fake shit or whatever. Because like, you got the, you know, it's it's Drew McIntyre, which ain't his real fucking name, talking to Samoa, talking to Samoan Joe, right? Uh, you got, you know, the going rogue, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. You got, you know, the man, uh, Paul uh, Levesque. And now, you know, we just saw on SmackDown, you saw Dominic with Ray, so you already know what's going to happen uh, in, in next week. You know, you know, just know Samoa Joe from the, from the choke him out. Yes. You know that. Yes. You know this. Yeah. You know this. It's, it's like, real. Okay. I okay. Like so what do we do after, how are we gonna get the how are we going to get the toothpaste back in the tube after WrestleMania? Because you never treat anything any other part of the year except for WrestleMania season like this. So what are we gonna do after this? How are we gonna reel this back? We're not, James. They're just gonna move forward and expect us to remember nothing. This is exhausting. This is I was it, watching it really, this show and this was really, like why do I like yo like could I be doing something more more um efficient with my time right now? Uh Drew McIntyre then went on to beat Seth Rollins. Uh and Seth Rollins got distracted. It was a good match. It was a good match. Like, you know, nothing that it, it was fine, you know, and and Seth Rollins loses because Brock Lesnar's music plays. He turns around and gets Claymore like a fucking geek. Uh, three weeks before WrestleMania. That's how he knows WrestleMania season when when <laughs> you know it's WrestleMania season and and Seth Rollins is in a wrestlemania main event or main or what do you call it uh highlight match or whatever anchor of the show when he jobs to fucking music that's how you know it's wrestlemania season and he's in one of the anchor matches because it happened to wrestlemania 33 with triple h and with the Sami Zayn thing to explain how he's not gonna be in the royal rumble and then it happened here where he jobbed the music he brock lesnar didn't even come down to ringside rich he didn't come on the ringside. Stupid. He was fifty feet away. Looks like a fucking geek. Um, his promos have been dry. I feel like he's he showed up like a like a fucking loon in the beginning, uh, not looking the man in the eye, jumping him with a chair. That same man beats his ass in a match, and also you know he he jobs to music to build up Roman Reigns' WrestleMania opponent. Seth Rollins is yep, not winning. Not Seth Rollins is not winning the Universal Title, y'all. I'm I'm sorry to let y'all I mean, know. I never thought he was. 
I honestly never thought he was. Um, like, if he had one thing, I'd have been surprised. Now, if he did, I wouldn't be more. I'd be more than surprised. I'd be. I'd be fucking shocked. shocked like, if 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 he won, right? But this build has been super dry, super vanilla, and it's like they've got one of two things. They either do like chronic overkill as they've done with this Daniel Bryan and Kofi and the women's triple threat, or they just throw fresh vanilla ice cream out here with, with Rollins uh, okay. and Lesnar. So for, for me, I've enjoyed the build more than you. I've enjoyed, I, I've thought that everything was just perfectly fine until they did this. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, like they're more concerned with building a contender for Roman than they are for trying to protect the challenger for the title at WrestleMania. And it's like, if that's the case, I understand why they're not doing it and I don't necessarily, and I don't necessarily blame them for doing it. And I'm sure there'd be a bunch of people that would be bitching their ass off for for it or whatever else. But if you got to do that to your title challenger, then just put Roman in the fucking match. I'm not. Gonna... I'm not saying he. Has, I'm not saying he has to win it. I'm saying just put him in the match. Like he has, he has a clear story for that, which is I am the, I you know I'm the champion that never lost my title. Right, and I and I think, and you know, honestly, I think it's a smart thing what they did when they said when they basically put that, they basically addressed it and said they're moving that to the side for now. We're just gonna put that in the box and we put it over on the side for now. I, and I, I, I think I really think that's really restrained of them within a, in a time when like they almost have no restraint. They'll put anything on any card. They don't give a fuck, right? But either a. Don't do the fucking match with Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins because they've already wrestled a bunch of times any damn way. Or come up with some smiles where your title contender does not look like a plate of piss. There's a million ways to get out of matches. I've seen you do a million ways of getting out of matches. Right. To try to extend it or whatever else. I've seen you not do matches all the time, too. You didn't have to do this match. You didn't. There is no reason to, for, for this to even be booked. And Roman comes back next week, presumably. He's going to pro- cut a promo about what happened to Dean. Um, he's going to cut a promo about what happened to him and what uh, McIntyre said. And you beating Seth, there's nothing for you. There's nothing for him to add to that unless you had beat the piss out of him after that. And you had, done a, you know, you had laid him out, like took him off TV for a week, too. And you can you, they were smart enough to know that we can't do that. That would be ridiculous to do that to our title contender. But you also made him look like a fucking loser when you had him boost to, to music also. So yep. if you recognize that you couldn't do one thing, then you should know you can't do this one either. And they decided to do it anyway. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Seth and, and Brock are going to have a good match, right? But Seth wins. I'm like, huh, I wonder why, they, I wonder why the hell they did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's peaking right now. Um, no, but anyway, that was Monday night. And I know I'm wrong. Don't be wrong. I would love for Seth to beat him. Right. I would love for Seth to beat him. Like I won't brought off my fucking TV. Like I don't care. Um, he doesn't talk. He just bounces around as, as Heyman keeps trying to come, find like the millionth way to peel a, a potato. 
Like I'm just I'm just done. Yep. Uh, I'm just done on that end. Like, it, like I can't just, even recap his tired. promos anymore. I'm, it's I'm, just like yo, yeah. he came out. And I'm t- he did the shtick. Like I don't. <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's and nothing I'm tired, there. And I'm tired. So tired of the show in part feeling rudderless because the top guys in the company have nothing to really fight for. I'm also tired. I mean, on the brand, have nothing to fight for. There's no brand champion. He's he shows up every six, seven weeks, if that. So it's like, and then he comes out there and he beats the next contender and he moves on and we have a roster full of fucking losers and Brock Lesnar shows up uh, and wrestles his six dates a year. I like. I'm not even look. He's had a he's had a nice little run of matches or whatever. Uh, well, what was the SummerSlam match this year? Oh, that, that bullshit. Never mind. That bullshit. Um, yeah. But like his last two pay per view matches have been good, right? So I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not adding like, oh great, even right. I'm not. Or really, one's really good. One was great. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not adding like, Brock Lesnar can't go no more when he whenever Vince decides to actually want him to go. I'm not it's saying just at a all. Damn I'm just over the whole the routine. Yeah. I'm tired of the whole. I'm tired of the whole routine because it's literally a routine. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, do you think there's anything to them not putting Roman Reigns on a show in Chicago? There could be, but at least like for me, it's like it's him selling the beating, which like I wish they did more of that. So like if you get beaten viciously, you shouldn't be on TV because you're trying to lick your recover from your wounds. Like I don't need you out here uh limping around on a crutch week after week after week after week. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. My my point is, maybe maybe they did, maybe they don't. But they had a story in place, and that was in service. Of, and that was also in service of story. So whether they were trying to hide them from getting booted in Chicago or not, I don't really care because they had a story in place, which makes it okay. Like you can get away with trying to do sign of slick stuff or whatever else. And look, they have the never once is, gotten away with it. Ever uh-huh. with Roman Reigns, they've ne- it always comes back to bite them. It all the chickens well, always come home to roost. Well, not necessarily. Like when they were, uh, was that in Orlando when they, or Atlanta when they uh, addressed the whole uh, elephant in the closet about him have, being old as saddle shot and they addressed it and moved on from there. I thought it was a nice touch. I, I I'm telling you, I feel like everything they've done with Roman Reigns so far has been almost perfect, uh, virtually perfect. Um, so I'm not for the night when they do stuff that I think is smart and, and, and like, you know, and whatever else, like he ain't getting booed. People, people want to cheer for him. Like there are people that will also want to boo him the second they, they start feeling like he's about to get a, another big push. But like, if enough time goes by, then like people have to just, just have to like accept the fact that like he's top guy in the company. Eventually he's going to get another at bat. So people have to deal with that. Right. So I'm sorry. Like, let the shit go. Just <laughs> let the shit go or find something else to do or, or you know, find some more constraint to do with your fandom as far as being a WWE fan or whatever else as far as, like, look, or just go leave his matches. Fuck it. If you really want to, you know, really show them, leave the matches like they did in Chicago or whatever else. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. But, like, he's going to be here, and you're going to be bitching about it. You're still going to be mad. And honestly – they haven't fucked them up yet. Like, at least be mad when they fuck fuck them up like how they were doing before. This time they're doing it perfectly and people are bitching about it. I don't get it. I don't. So there is something to him not being on the show in Chicago. <laughs> I 
don't really think so. But you brought it up, and it's my first time really thinking about it. But like, even if it is, I'm thinking like, so what? I don't. I, I, I thought don't about care. it this morning. I don't. So I, I, huh? I thought about it this morning. So oh, I don't. Because the other thing is like for me is like he just did Philly and he didn't get booed in Philly. So it's like Philly, they're worse fans in Chicago. I mean, they're more asshole uh, Philly fans than they are Chicago asshole fans. So I don't know. Well, you didn't watch Money in the Bank last year, so. Um, no, I did not. Yeah, so and, and but, I, but you know what I did watch? I I, I did watch the 2015 World Rumble. I damn sure watched that. Honestly, it's either the same level. This one might be worse because this was just a regular old mid card match. It wasn't like the hottest superstar of the generation was getting moved around, uh, and you know they were doing all this other stuff and giving away the Royal Rumble and taking the spot from him. This was just like, yo, he's fighting Jinder was Mahal. That the joke? Was that the oh that was That's the gender, the gender match. match? Yeah, that, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think some of that is the fact that it's gender for Christ's sake. So yeah, uh, but that's gonna wrap it up for the raw part. We will be back with the SmackDown portion. Welcome back, you guys. Already know what it is. It is time for the SmackDown portion. James, take us through SmackDown. WWE SmackDown Live, March 19, 2019, Indianapolis. Miz comes down to the ring and throws to a video of Shane, um, Shane's promo from last week. Uh, Miz says that for 10 years, he's been laser-focused on WrestleManias, um, but at what cost? Uh, he says that he's been taking advantage of people and taking shortcuts and, um, and so taking advantage of uh, undeserved opportunities. Uh, and he says that besides uh, his wife and his daughter, uh, he sacrificed every relationship he uh, he's had in this business because it's mean that it's meant that much to him. Um, so then he says that um, Miz is a rotten, vile, disgusting human being, just like him and his father, uh, and that he that. Uh, he also says that. Uh, He says that he he demands. Um, oh my god, my tech my type to text sucked. Uh, sorry about this, guys. Uh, yeah. So anyway, long story short, he talks about how um, Miz wasn't born, or sorry, that the chain wasn't born the man. Uh, he was born an asshole, stuff like that. Uh, he says that uh, he drops a line saying that he uh, uh, that he that he's earned stuff. He also mentioned that Kofi earned stuff. You know, trying to add into the baby facery of a SmackDown this, of this episode, which was a pretty nice through line from, you know, honestly. So he says that um, he's bust his ass to earn respect the past 13 years. And he believes that he's earned this in the crowd chance and you deserve it. Uh, and that was the gist of the promo. So after that, we get Sasha and Bailey versus the Hold Iconics. On, before, before the Iconics go. cut a, before you go, Miz, yeah. Miz dropped that line for losers uh, or that, that line for the mediocre hard work beats talent when talent don't work, work hard. The, yep. That's, yep. That's, that's the line, the, the Caleb Bowen line. <laughs> anyway, so, I'll yeah, take the talent. Jesus. Dude, he out here. <laughs> Alex Smith, get the fuck out. Anyway, um, so <laughs> yeah, I heard Caden for Eli Manning of all people. Jesus. So, uh, we have Sasha versus Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics. The Iconics come out and cut a bad promo saying that Sasha and Bailey have been ducking them until tonight. Uh, they're having a not good match until Lacey Evans comes out and distracts Bailey. And as Peyton makes a blind tag and, and leads to a tease distraction finish. So luckily, so tell me how like 
the tag team champ was able to avoid being distracted by music, but the fucking chip contender for Universal title can't. Just can't. Just, anyway, uh, we go to commercial comeback God, with the Iconics man. in control, isolating Bailey in the corner. Um, and then Sasha gets a hot tag and runs wild. Uh, and also during the process, Sasha ends up landing a Meteora that actually like connects correctly. And it's like the first time I've seen her do that in months. Maybe her knees are feeling better now or something. I don't know. So anyway, uh, we end up with Bailey on the outside with uh, Peyton. Bailey ends up catching a big boot from Peyton. Sasha's distracted. She gets rolled. I'm sorry, but Billy Kay gives Bailey a big boot on the outside. Sasha's distracted. Uh, Peyton Royce uh, rolls her up. Um, and the ref's in a bad position because of course it, because of course. And then um while she's getting pinned, Billy Kay is able to help hold uh Sasha down, so she ends up taking a L. Boy, boy, boy. I'm so uninspired by them having to find a way to shoehorn the iconics into the tag team title match who haven't they haven't had a tag team match since the Elimination Chamber. Yep, no good. So we go backstage uh, into the uh, locker room where Ray introduces us, to, reintroduces us to his son Dominic, who we haven't seen since like I'm assuming like 2005. They have switched heights, James. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like probably like six feet tall. <laughs> probably like six feet. Yeah. So um, he tells us that he's challenging uh, Samoa Joe at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. So the outcomes, Kevin Owens for the KO show. We come back, commercial break. And um Cohen and then Owen says that it's a new improved uh KO show because of the graphics and his tie. And uh, he calls out um he says that normally uh WrestleMania is KO Mania, but this year's all about Kofi Kingston, uh, you know, babyface. So Owens then turns his attention to his guests, uh Becky and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, com- sorry, Becky comes out with a slight limp. She's over. Got a pretty good, probably got a pretty good reaction. Uh, out comes, uh, out comes Charlotte. She gets slight, lightly booed. She doesn't really get like the heat that you would think the person that you know is infringing on this thing is getting because people respect Charlotte. Um. So. Owen says that nobody knows about best friends falling apart better than him, which. I mean, who else would know better than him besides Triple H? Uh, yeah. Right? What? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, any, is anybody else like fucked over more friends in WWE than those two? I There's got to be somebody maybe else. Not WWE, not but Flair. Um. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. Okay, Seth. Uh, he fucked over Roman, but. Uh, <sighs> I'm sure Randy Orton, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. So if I think of some more, I'll think I'll, I'll think about those. Okay, do that. So he uh, he says that there's nothing more annoying than a best friend. Uh, he said he read comments. He read he read some of the comments made by Ronda Rousey. Uh, Owens pointed out that uh, Rousey's not there, and then he read comments made by Flair. He says that uh, they've done a lot of talking, but nobody wants to see Flair and Lynch talk. Fans want to see them fight. So then they get up, they go face to face, and then uh, Owen says, "Before you pick up that mic, Becky, let me get out the ring." Uh, he does, and then uh, she picks up the mic, and then she steals off on Charlotte again, and then they proceed to have 
the mediocre of brawl, the most okay brawl I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, not not good, not bad, not great, not awful. Just the just the okayest brawl I've ever seen. It was over long. Um, Charlotte didn't want to let Becky do nothing. Like she just don't. She just cut her off at the pass every every turn. There might have been one uh, one time where like she or Becky was on top. It was just. They're just fighting, and then like the uh, they start slapping around some of the uh, security and and ref geeks trying to break it up. I'll say that that wasn't all that convincing either. I'll say this: at least they looked each other in the eye. What do you mean? I'm, I don't get the reference. Am I missing something here? Like they didn't roll up behind nobody with a chair or nothing. Oh, gotcha. So. Uh, we go to the back. We get uh, we get an interview with AJ Styles, and uh, he discussed the upcoming WrestleMania match with AJ, with Randy. He pointed out that uh, Orton had advantages that most people don't have. Uh, he he promised to tear the house down um, at WrestleMania. He made some point along the lines of saying that like Randy's a first round draft pick, but I'm a six round draft pick. And uh, he's also made claims of saying that that Orton said that he's the uh, he he's the one that built the house, but I'm the I'm here to tear the house down at WrestleMania. Uh, so Randy's then, winning, isn't he? In, in this battle of WWE been, versus the world, I haven't even thought about it. I'm just mostly thinking of like, please be good. Like y'all have the potential to have a great match. Um, please get time. Please be good. Please add to this match, or please add to this show to try to outweigh some of the stuff they're going to put on this thing to, to try to drag it down over the 12 hours the show is going to be. I'm picking so, Randy Orton. <laughs> there, there's... I haven't even thought about it. Sure, why not? Um, so then, uh, so before he left, he also wanted to make mention of saying that like he's rooting for Kofi because that's the through line. Baby faces are out here supporting baby faces. I like that. So Daniel Bryan and Rowan enter the ring, and then Bryan cuts a promo saying that um more or less that it's an injustice that Kofi is getting uh, opportunities because he keeps squandering the opportunities because he keeps losing. He lost the gauntlet match. He lost the limited chamber. And he lost uh, his match at Fastlane, the two-on-one match, uh, or whatever else. So then he calls him a B-plus player, and then he says uh, he's a B-plus player just like the rest of these fans. And then he gets his music cut off by the New Day. They come out, so then they start the gauntlet match. First match is Kofi versus Sheamus. I thought this might have been the best match of the entire thing. All right, I'm going to keep it a butt with y'all. So, like, <clears throat> do we want to come on this show and lie to y'all, or do we want to, like, tell y'all what it really is i mean you're reading a lot like it wasn't as good as the first one that they did like three four or five weeks ago yeah it wasn't they tried to recapture the same lightning in a bottle feeling that they did that they had and it just couldn't be done twice because we felt like the ending was telegraphed and then they obviously did protecting of eric rowan in the middle of it and it was just like yeah this one ain't got the same juice and this is them wanting to tell the story you know their own way essentially like the the last time seemed to work really well but i guess they had another idea so all these guys did these losses this week and now all those losses mean nothing yeah i i see it as um he came to the ring he was a certain level over he left tonight he was the same level over yeah so and they didn't do anything anything. i'll say that correct like Right, they didn't do anything heinous to him. Like he lost his sixth match on the show. Like, in, in like, and immediately, like, that's fine. He'd be five of the. <laughs> so, um, 
it's just like you know I'm I think I feel like I'm okay with it because like more than any other like segment or, or any other program they're doing right now besides maybe Triple H and Batista like I know where they're headed in the in like they're keeping it relatively simple like they're not they're not doing what they they're not making it convoluted uh or as convoluted as like the the three way which is a total mess which is like it was not wasn't nice to see them like this week all three of the women like come out there and not just like what is this like they just kept it simple like they just kind of like maybe we can get some distance between all the nonsense we've been doing like people get they get know back into they know thing. what they did because they, because they're yeah, clearly yeah, taking yeah. the foot off the gas pedal on the shenanigans since then but the hey, Co- the kofi thing like know, just not en- just book the damn match that's where i'm at with it right now book it so you, you can promote it and yep. make it as big as you you can make it feel because you just drag kicking it down the, down the road and it's like bro i want i want the face-to-face promos i want kofi to be able to talk to the crowd like in the lead up before the match it's like by the, by the time you book the fucking thing it's gonna be fucking here and it's like there's gonna be nothing kofi can really do but yep. show up to wrestlemania and fucking wrestle and it's like they like i i want kofi to cut that pro, like he cut part of it last week i but i really want him to cut that promo they're not going to do that you know that um the thing for me is um well, I e- think next week, like either a face to face with Daniel Bryan, my bad. Uh a face to face with Daniel Bryan or just that he has to really be like, what the fuck is it, Vince? And, and snap. Like, that, that. those are the things I want. I think next week, I think the storyline, I'm thinking from what I saw, is that, like, everybody in the locker room, and they keep showing cuts back to the stage, like, more and more the baby, uh, more and more the baby faces in the locker room were. People that are baby faces this week, like Nikki Cross and EC3, or, um, or getting behind him. And I think this is going to become a, I think it's going to reach a groundswell where, like, they're trying to, uh, I think next week, they're gonna the baby is gonna be like either you put him in the match or we're all walking and fuck you in WrestleMania. That's how serious it is. Mm-hmm. I think that might be where they're going. Right? So I, I mean that's a hell of a powerful card to play. I mean it's also a play on, you know, the uh the, the yes movie thing, except it's actually with the actual stars as opposed to just a bunch of geeks that Vince uh <laughs> Vince get, uh, gave those uh T-shirts. Those free shirts too, and or probably I hate to say free shirts. He gave them those shirts and it took them off and it went back to sell them at the next town. Yeah, <laughs> he's a promoter. So anyway, um, yeah, I I think they're leaning hard into that. I I, I think that's what they're doing. And I mean, the thing for me is like, whatever they do by next Tuesday, Kofi Kingston, whatever it is, Kofi Kingston be come out as he is a contender um, at WrestleMania, and then. And then they have themselves a week to just do one promo, and then like they can get they can get through it and say, "Look, we have a we have a semblance of a story here. We have a nice video package. We could cut back to all the stuff throughout his whole career. We could cut back to how he got one shot, and he and he you know he took it, he seized it, and there were obstacles thrown his way. All the obstacles, like you know, all the obstacles, like you know." You know, you know what happened. The Big Show was out here feeling good right now. If he could actually get up, uh, oh stand up on God. his own two feet, he, he would have been had a match with him to just get himself ready for that. Yeah, that that, no gauntlet match. You just fight Big Show, but they didn't do that. So that's that's what it is. And he's going to get in the match, but and you know, I'm giving him a lot. I'm giving him more faith than I normally would because I know that's where they're ending up on this. Because there's no where else they can go. Where else can they possibly go? So, um, you know. Next week should be it, and then they should be able to tell that story or do the face to face like you want 
next week. I don't think they're going to go into the to the uh, go into the areas that you want them to because, of course, they're not. Because look at this company and look who runs this company. But that's <laughs> um and look at the history of of their promotion. So that's not. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to like set my mind on the hopes that it's going to happen because, of course, it's not going to happen. So, um, I think that you know they need to say like, look, bro, you've been ducking me. Like we've had these matches or whatever else. Oh, and by the way, it was nice for Daniel Bryan to get a to, to to get a singles win over Kofi. Yeah, you know, to, for them to do the fucking match, like yeah. But um, but yeah, I think well, while Kofi has an no, I meant as far as yeah. no, I meant as far as the fight that, like, oh, just Daniel give Bryan a champion a win. L. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for getting the champion win. I've even beaten him left and right. So um, I'm, I'm ready for the match. I think it's gonna be great. Uh, this is one of the few things that I'm pretty sure, like once they do, like I don't know, they can give him eight minutes, they can give him eighteen minutes, they can give him twenty eight minutes. I think either either way, it's gonna end up being great. So, um, I you know I that's one of the things that like between them just basically having this fall in their lap and they're taking the layup, which they almost never do at this time, especially at this time of the year. Um, and you know this is a dude that like with his wrestling has got himself over like. It makes you think of all the other guys that have done that, whether it was Dolph Ziggler or Cesaro or you know Daniel Bryan, one of the first one of the pioneers of getting yourself over in the matches and, and during WWE television. Um, it just it just lets you know like people have strengths, and if you if you go and you know uh, show those showcase those strengths, they'll get over on it. The, they'll get over. Um, so this is one of those cases where, you know, his strength is wrestling, so they're letting him wrestle. And it wasn't, look, there have been a lot of worse hours of, of WWE television in this one. And I don't even call this a bad hour. I wouldn't even call that a bad hour of television. I just call it, um, it just wasn't as good as what he did a few weeks ago. Right, right. Um, but yeah, Dan Bryan came out, got the win over Kofi after he rips through everybody. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the match. That boy needed a Gatorade after that match. Needs some milk. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's going to wrap it up for uh, SmackDown. Uh, we will be back with the LeBron James. Oh, quick question. Uh, yeah. Quick question. Were you, were you surprised that AJ didn't uh, get himself involved in the, in the Randy Orton uh, last match? No. I, I felt like either one or, like, when they did the, the thing with Rowan, I felt like they couldn't touch the rest of the match. Okay. Yeah. Um, better show. I, w- I would probably lean SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Sheamus match, the the little bit of the Brian match, um, parts of the Randy Orton match, parts of the Cesar match. Like there was there was good there was good wrestling on SmackDown as opposed to. Um, like so much of Raw was just like, eh, it's fun. Like it had moments, but like it, like Raw was just consistently at a level of competent. Whereas Raw is just like, yo, this is yo yoing between good and bad, or very good and very bad. So in tons yeah. of heat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, but that's gonna wrap it up. We will be back with the LeBron James U Bum of the Week and the Rest of the Week. The name caller. What I said. Come here, you said. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's a uh, right. You bum.
Welcome back. Y'all already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James You Bum of the Week Award going to our bummiest wrestler of the week. So um, we're going to start at the bottom. (laughs) No way, Jose. So this guy had to dress up, had to hide his identity within his own gimmick to sneak up on somebody jump them and end up losing the fight to them. So this was like the little John rule. This was a ass whooping and you're getting squashed and you pandered for the cheap heat and got whooped. No way, Jose, you were definitely on the list. Up next. I have, I have nothing really to add to that. Stop hiding. That's yeah. all I guess. Stop hiding. Yeah. If you're going to lose just lose. Yep. Jinder Mahal. My God, one of the worst major league professional wrestlers in the world right now. You get Ricochet in the match and your grand idea is to grind everything to a halt by slapping on chin locks, arm holds, and any other various moves that require little movement, skill, or effort. Jinder Mahal, you have earned a spot on the bum of the week list. Up next, the trio of Cesaro, Samoa Joe, and Randy Orton. They each successive man lost a fight to a dude who had been in more successive fights in a row. All y'all bums, especially you, Randy Orton. Um, hey, quick question. You gonna Can allow this man to rest? Just, just a side note, just an honorable mention. Can we mention in like the the SmackDown commentary team for Lotus every single week trying to tell us that like six foot seven, six foot six, as Eric Rowan is a seven footer. Yes. Like, can we like what? Y'all, like, come on, man. Like, like, like we ain't got eyes. Like, we ain't got eyes. Come on, man. Yeah, like SmackDown's commentary is like it ain't necessarily like the best in the world, but like. They hold in the role more times than not. And this one was just like, we keep hearing it because it's like, this is like the second or third week I've heard it. Every single time it's like, he's not even close for y'all to even try to fake like he's seven foot tall. Like, at least when Big Cass is six foot nine, like you're like, oh, okay, whatever. He looks, he looks tall. He looks like he could be six foot 10. So therefore, like, he's six Rowan foot is 10, like a wide load. Let me tell. Like, yeah, he just like needs this six foot seven, six foot six dude. Like, don't nah, man. Like y'all doing that? That's not making Daniel Bryan no taller by you saying he's seven foot tall. Ain't no one buying that. And we all know Daniel Bryan's like five foot eight. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Um, up next, Sasha Banks and Bailey beaten or laid out on Monday, beaten on Tuesday. Just a disappointing time for the Boston Hug Connection. You would think. They would be having, you know, looking at something exciting. Instead, they are going to wrestle the non-wrestling duo of the Iconics, who the segment murderers that they are, Tamina and Nia Jax. God bless them. Um, <laughs> and then Beth Phoenix is rolling out of retirement to form a tag team to get a title shot. I smell a fatal four-way, and it stinks. Yeah, well, you know maybe WrestleMania we'll we'll see the dragon unleash. So, yeah, and then Seth Rollins, my God, just over three weeks before the Universal Title match, 
you lose a match due to music. You roll up on a man with his back turned in a chair, and you're supposed to be honorable. You're supposed to be a good guy. Look the man in his eyes, Seth. What's wrong with you? And you lost. Yeah, that's to that same man. That's, yeah, that's more problematic to me than uh, than um, than uh, he beat the piss out of these dudes, uh, or beat the piss out of McIntyre because what he did to his friends. Um, yeah, just. Like I, 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 last week Finn Balor uh, was it last week, right? Yes. Yeah, last week Finn Balor we gave a bummer week for the same shit, and he lost the title. And um, at least, uh, you know, like it was something out of the blue. At least, no. At least Leo Rush was like, you know. By the ring, not fifty fucking feet away. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, Seth. Right, it's time to vote. It's time yep. to vote. Yep, Seth Rollins. Seth. You are Seth. yes, Seth Rollins. You are the bum of the week. But, excuse me, Seth Rollins. You are the LeBron James. You bum of the week. <laughs> and it's not particularly close here. Um, Jenner was horrible. No way, Jose was was, was horrible as well. Uh, everyone else kind of you know. It was there were lower tier offenses, but you are supposed to be getting people excited to see you wrestle Brock Lesnar. You're not doing your job, my friend. You're using you're speaking in cliches. You are playing one note. I feel like you have no personality right now. It feels yeah, like that 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 I don't get that feeling as much as I get like Last week, last week I thought he had a nice he had a nice thing going for him, and then this week it was more repeat of the same thing. And then um, promo wise, and then he goes out there has a good match, and then just like, oh yeah, by the way, like two weeks away, never forget that he, never forget that he's not really the guy. And then he, he like like that one's just like a a Chris or not crystallized like we already knew that, but it's like just, just don't get it fucked up. Like he's still not really the guy. He just right. he won the rumble. Like he's gonna be in the title match, he may even win the belt. He ain't the guy. Yeah. Uh, so Seth, take it with you. Uh, on to our wrestler of the week. We got the Miz for his promo to start. Um, oh, where people start getting mad at me. He's not the guy because the company says so, not because he's not talented enough to be the guy. If he was gave, they you know did it correctly. But if they let it be in a, merit, a meritocracy and let it play out, and, and you earn what you what you get, like Rollins could damn damn well compete for the number one spot. Yeah, or something more resembling a meritocracy. There's never such thing as a right. merit, as a true meritocracy in any opportunity, especially in entertainment. But my point is, that's my point. Like, yeah, he's somebody that absolutely is one of the very best uh, acts in the entire company. He's proven that over um, the times he's been a solo uh, act. But at the end of the day. They're always going to see him as being the the number two person in the company on the everyday roster compared to Roman Reigns, and look, it is what it like. The quick, the sooner you come to recognize that, you know, the more you make peace with it, and then like go from there. But like, I mean, even if being number one guy ain't the best thing in the world, look how they've completely, you know, you look over the long, the long arcing, large, long uh, 
track of how they've booked Roman at, at times, aside from like the last, you know, was it three, four weeks, five weeks he's been back. Aside from that, like they, they pissed that away too. Like nobody's Im- nobody's immune to their bad booking. Yep. Nobody. Not a soul. Everybody can get it like the chicken pox. Um <laughs> so uh starting the rest of the week list, first nominee is the Miz. Uh kind of promo kind of tying all this shaming man nonsense together over the last like couple months. Uh ended up with the crowd cheering for him, even if I didn't like, you know, go nuts over the promo. I know a lot of people were. Um yeah. so People the job for being like, faces to get over and he got over. Yep. And there's absolutely true. You can say, you know, about the, about what he said on the show. Like you can say a lot of things about me or whatever else, but like I busted my ass for respect. Uh, and I, and I damn well have earned it. And you can say what you want to about Miz. And I've said a lot about Miz being just a flat out, just a mid car guy or top of the mid car guy. But He's absolutely somebody over the last two, three years has earned has or two and a half years, whatever you want to call it, has definitely like earned respect of the fan base, regardless of how much he was shitted on before. Um, before he you know reached makes the best peak point of his career when he's at putting in, you know, really good efforts. Like he's at that point and he's absolutely right about it. And like I think this Babyface run is going to go a lot better than the one that happened in the end of 2011 going into 2012. Yeah. Um, then Kofi Kingston, who defeated five men uh, on SmackDown Live. Uh, then we got Batista, who had a fairly entertaining segment from his quote-unquote home. Um, <laughs> Drew, is over. Yep, Drew McIntyre. Cut a good promo aside from the one line. Ended up beating Seth Rollins in that match. Yeah. Taking yes. it like after being savagely brutalized with a chair just hours before, showed up fine. Um, <laughs> so either Seth didn't hit him hard enough or something happened. But and our last nominee, who, go ahead. Who do you think was in worse shape? Uh, McIntyre's back after those uh, chair shots or that cameraman's knees? Cameraman's knees for sure. <laughs> but our last nominee, Ronda Rousey. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, this is her first nomination of Wrestler of the Week. Can't be. I think it is because she's been so bad yeah. for so long with these promos. You mean to tell me that like she didn't have like a match like the night? Well, no. <sighs> Jeez. Well. I would say she's probably never been nominated like since at least Survivor, since at least the night after Survivor Series when she did that whole thing about like when she went out there and no sold that Kendo stick beating and that fucking pilmanization on her neck. Like ever since then, I've just been like, oh my god. I don't god, think we even nominated her then. No, I know we didn't. That's my point. Yeah. But like I'm sure we had to have nominated her like from when the show first started to and in between that time, like on I am pretty positive like, we have not. I am pretty positive we have not because uh, she was wow. in the deal with Nikki Bella and there wasn't a lot. We were killing her for for the oh, yeah, slut shaming promos and all that. that. Yeah, promo. yeah. So that slut shaming promo. This was the yeah. first one. So uh, wrestler of the week. This is tough. Um, so we got Ronda, Drew McIntyre, Kofi, Batista, and Miz. Uh, I think Batista and Miz can easily be chopped off, uh, and then you're left to yeah. the to the top three, which are Ronda, Drew, and Kofi. Uh, I'm leaning towards Ronda here and just 
the way the segment, if it's like you're trying to design her to be hated and be a killer, I don't know if you can do better than that. You have her kissing that douchebag that she's with that just makes it more utterly hateable. It's like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, and then, you know, she destroys Dana Brooke and, you know, who I, who I like, I, I will always fight for Dana Brooke based on what I saw in NXT, you know. Like I, I think there's something there. She got injured. It never like quite clicked for her again. But I think she did a good job in her role too. Um, the but I thought Ronda was like she's the killer that they finally build her as it, today. No, not a killer they build her as. They or try, that she's they supposed finally, to be. They finally build her as the killer that she fucking is. Like this is not this is like trying to like oh we need to make her into a badass no the badass already there just get out the way of yourselves get out of your own way so yes like I, for me it is Ronda too I love what they did with her and that like simple sweet efficient I don't need all the we didn't need all the bells and whistles like sometimes just steak and potatoes we don't need all this other shit Vince like sometimes focus on that like if. I feel like if Vince focused on, I can do all my sports entertainment nonsense, but at the same time, there's always going to be a a legitimate core um, of what I'm trying to do. I feel like we would be able, he would be able to. I feel like his shit's unstructured, right? Like, oh yeah. One thing, one, one thing I, one thing I've learned, um, one thing I've learned about like uh, thinking about. Um, doing new things or doing other things is that you can be or, or trying new things inside this. You can be more successful as long as you have a foundation, right? To you can always use as like a as some type of like guiding thing or whatever else, or like or something to like lean back on, or right, or something to use as an extension of that to try to tie in to move on to something else. Vince just be throwing stuff at the wall or whatever else, but like if he focused on, I'm gonna throw stuff at the wall for a purpose or like, you know, it will go so much better than how it goes right now. But anyway, that's sorry for getting on to that. But yeah, for me it's Rhonda because I thought that was excellent what they did, that yeah. whole thing. Like she's a badass. She's being the piss out of people. Um her husband's being the piss out of people. She's kissing people for heat because because motherfuckers are just miserable. <laughs> people people are miserable. So yeah. Cause, cause fuck I, that I, shit. For me it's Rhonda. Yeah. Yeah, because fuck that shit. Like <laughs> you, you, you ain't like Rhonda being booed up? Nah, I ain't with it. Nah, I, I, don't look, need, I, look, I don't need to see you running and, and kissing somebody every time you win a match. You've been doing this shit since SummerSlam. Fuck all that shit. Act you like you've been my, there one before. My, one of my favorite things from Stephanie and Hunter um, during their during this like hill run that they've been going doing for years, right, is um, going right before WrestleMania 33 to open a match with Daniel Bryan and and Stephanie. They're in the ring and they and they and they, ask, and they rub noses. They Eskimo kiss each other. I'm like, y'all are just the worst. I love it so much. <laughs> like y'all know how to get. See, that's that good heat. Take notes, Corbin. That's how you yeah. get heat. Yeah. So anyway, not this, not this being bad at your job. That's not heat. That's get off my TV screen. Right. Right. Uh, but anyway, that's gonna wrap the show up. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Another week here on One Nation Radio. Uh, Another slaughterhouse of a show. Oh my god! I don't know how we got through this. Like I was like thinking about this today. I was like, bro, raw. I, it just left me feeling like I didn't have a soul after I watched Monday Night Raw last night. Um, I, and me over here before we started the show, like I, you know, I 
probably like sneeze like 10 times in a row. I took NyQuil. Like, I don't know how I'm even up right now. I might, as soon as, we, as, soon as we're off this show, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys check out all the other great shows on LOP Radio. We got the Doc Says with the Doc Chad Matthews. We got Kingdom of Honor. We've got the Global Revolution. Sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan. The Perfect Ten Wrestling Show with my boy The Implications. The Right Side of the Pond and All About Elite. So make sure you guys are checking out all those shows. Of course, if you want to hear more of me and James, we are over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network with One Nation Radio on on Sundays and James uh, with NXT Then Now Forever on Fridays. So, uh, James, anything to add before we get up out of here? No. um, Two weeks left. Let's see what they got. Boy, boy. And I guess we should probably like figure out uh, what we're doing that week because we will be fresh off of traveling. So I don't know if I'm going to see the shows in time. I probably will. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we're here WrestleMania week with a show. So uh, anyway, that's going to wrap it up. We're out of here. Peace. Sorry, Chad. <laughs>